it's more than just talking cards. It's a collection conversation with the pros. This is Off Center with Tony Reed. Hey, welcome back. Episode 21 of Off Center with Tony Reed. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Mr. Chad Evans. Hey, I'm back again. You look super excited. <laughs> I am super. It's fine. Are you awake over there? Yeah, I am awake. I'm out of the house. It's great. That is a episode good thing. 21. 21. Interview with current NFL outside linebacker for my Chicago Bears and card shop owner himself, super collector, Mr. Cassius Marsh. Now, how'd you get in touch with him? Well, initially, uh, I got word that he was open in a card shop. Now, he's more into like Magic the Gathering and Pokemon and some non-sports stuff. But obviously, as an NFL football player, he's into sports stuff, too. Yeah. He opened a card shop, Cash Cards Unlimited, recently. So, reached out to him about that, did an interview, went really well. Kind of did a follow-up interview. They both posted on uh, Sports Collectors Daily in the last couple months. And we've stayed in touch, honestly. We text back and forth pretty often and... So he's he's a super cool guy. So okay, we've been in touch. So he's he's recently became a member of my Chicago Bears. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. That's that's a sore <laughs> subject at the moment <laughs> after the recent Monday night game. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Westlake Village, California native. Uh, he was a high school star at Oaks Christian School, one of the top ranked defensive tackles in the entire country during his senior year. Uh, the defensive force took his uh, quarterback hunting talents to UCLA, uh, where he was a collegiate standout, as evidenced by his Pac-10 all-freshman team nomination. He was selected 108th overall in the 2014 NFL Draft by the Seahawks. Uh, seven seasons in the league. He's played for eight teams now, counting my Chicago Bears. Uh, he holds a spot. He's actually he plays. He gets a good amount of playing time with the Bears right now. Okay, so it's good to see him out there. Um, as dedicated as he is to football, obviously he's equally dedicated and passionate about gaming. Away from the gridiron, um, he's obviously got his football career. He's st- he's a standout Magic the Gathering player. And he's rec- one of the most recognizable faces and personalities in the hobby. Legitimately, he's really? a superstar in Magic. He likes the magic. He likes the magic. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he yeah. does. He's he's a big time uh, name and face. He truly is. Um, he's a self proclaimed closet nerd. Uh, he has a major passion <laughs> for the trading card and gaming industry. It's actually a lifelong dream for him to uh, open a card shop, which he did. So that time is now. Him and his longtime friend and business partner opened Cash Cards Unlimited, like I mentioned before. It's a gaming and sports card shop. It's in his hometown of Westlake Village, California. Awesome. Physical shop, you know, brick and mortar, just a few minutes away from his high school football field. So super cool stuff. So they have a, a huge selection there. Um, so yeah, we talked about the shop, his own six-figure Magic the Gathering card collection. That's a big deal. Two hundred k. That's a big deal. And when you when you got it, you can spend it. But I guess two hundred k. So we'll get to that and okay. all kinds of other fun stuff right now. The obvious place to start: Cash Cards Unlimited, a brick and mortar card shop in your hometown, Westlake Village, California. Can you just kind of go through the genesis of how this you know dream of yours as a, as a young kid came to be now as an adult, and you're going to be opening here in a few weeks? I mean, can you even put into words what it means to you at this point? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I've been a, a huge trading card collector since I was a young kid. Um, you know, we grew up, you know, not not poor, but we, we didn't have much. And so, you know, I, my collections were never very impressive, man, but I, I absolutely adored my, my collections. I would go through my binders daily, whether it be Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering. I was always 
super, super into it. And um, I was at Friday Night Magic F&M's probably every day since I was like 12 until <laughs> I left left for college, man. So um, to be able to to open up a trading card shop of my own is, is a huge dream of mine. Um, something that just, I mean, means the world to me. And um, being able to, to create something dope for, for the LA trading card community means a lot to me as well. Absolutely. And speaking of about speaking about the inspiration to open a shop, like you said, it's always been a dream. And you said you spent time in shops as a kid. Do you, do you have a specific memory that, that stands out from all those days, all those nights, all those years spent as a kid collecting growing up in, in a brick and mortar shop? Man, I mean, one specific one. Or whatever's uh, top of mind, whatever you're thinking of yeah, when you think of those I, days. I mean, the one, the one kind of thing that really sticks with me is is the day that I that I found Magic the Gathering. I was walking into a shop um, in my hometown of Simi Valley. It's called uh, Hidden Fortress. Is the name of the shop. Um, it's still there to this day. And I, I walked into the shop looking for Yu-Gi-Oh cards because at the time they were really big and. Um, I had a decent collection. I was into it. I had a couple of friends that I was playing with consistently. You know, anytime I saw a card shop, I would go in and check it out. Yeah. I went in there, asked them if they had Yu-Gi-Oh. They were like, no, we carry mostly mostly Magic the Gathering. I was like, what's Magic the Gathering? He was like, well, there's two guys over there at the table playing right now. Maybe you should take a look and, and see if you like it. And I watched these guys play for probably about 30 minutes. I just loved it, man. The arts were fantastic. The cards were dope. I mean, the interaction for the game was extremely complicated. It just just looked like a ton of fun, man. And uh, I bought 11 cards that day. My mom gave me $5 to spend. Um, The rares were like a dollar. Uncommons were 50 cents and commons were a quarter. I got 11 cards, however you do the math. (laughs) And uh, it was just over from that point forward, man. I mean, I still, you know, had my Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards, the you know little that I had, but my my attention really zoned in on Magic the Gathering and, and never really deviated. I was uh, I was committed to almost every Friday Night Magic from that point forward. You know, I used to ride my bike to the card store any day that I uh, that I could. Yeah, man. That's cool stuff. So the sports card and gaming card market has just exploded since a lot of people were pointing back to the beginning of the pandemic, of course. It's it's like the stock market now, pricing-wise, but that that's good for the hobby, and it's also bad, but something that true collectors or true fans of the hobby, it's more of a passion. Like you said, it's more of a passion. It's more of a love. It's more of a connection to that that sport or that game, and can you just speak to the point of having, having a passion and, and being true, I guess? to the hobby if you will yeah man i mean it's um it's something it's something that really sparks uh joy within my within my heart my soul you know when i'm when i'm done at at a long day uh, when i'm done with a long day's work you know um playing football or or whatever it is that i'm you know workouts in the off season and stuff i really look forward to going home and you know um brainstorming deck builds for for magic the gathering flipping through my collection um just truly loving like collecting the 
these cards and really loving the gameplay and uh, just having so many memories tied to sports cards, tied to Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and just the nostalgia of it all. You know, it, it really is something that feeds my soul. So, you know, I know that um, the market is blown up in a big way, which is which is great. But, you know, for, for those, you know, who are coming into it from a pure investment standpoint, I think... I think that that, you know, can, can, can be a negative thing, but I think that they'll find their own passion for for their collecting because even though they, you know, might have came to it as, as an investment type of thing, because, you know, right now it is, yeah, um, and, and it probably will continue to be for some time, I think that they'll find their own passion for for what for this you know for this uh for this hobby because it's just it's just a lot of fun you know the people who you meet um are, are always fantastic and they're you know a pleasure to deal with because they're passionate about the same thing you are so um i'm, I'm super happy with where um trading cards are are right now and, and where they're headed and i'm just excited to see you know how big it can really get yeah i'm more of a sports guy but i'm the same way like if people are getting into it and it's driving prices up of stuff i already have that of course that's that's great you know but like you said you hope no the people the people entering the market are are truly into it you know i guess for the quote-unquote right right reasons i guess for lack of a better right. phrase but i know yeah. on your website cash cards unlimited you mentioned one of the things you do is, is offer advice on some level so if you were talking to a kid that's just getting into gaming what 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 would your one piece of advice be? If they're just getting into gaming, yeah. I'd say just enjoy it right now. Um, try and try and um, you know find your love for the for for the passion, um, and then also respect your investment. You know what I'm saying? Like protect your cards. Yeah. You know, um, I think that to me that's the number one thing I would suggest to young young um, collectors is just the. Protect your investment. You know, your parents are spending money. You're probably spending your own personal money that you, you know, earned from your parents or got from your parents. You know, protect the protect the investment. So one day, I'm saying you'll you'll have some value at the end of the day. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Speaking of value, I know there have been numbers thrown out there about your collection. We're talking north of of 200k, 250k. Can you just walk us through? What I mean, Cliff's Notes version in a nutshell. What that collection entails to get you to that that amazing number. Oh man, I have just been deck building uh, yeah. so like consistently for like the past um, past like three years. I've been really really consistently deck building, and when I build, I I, I you know I only put like tier cards in there and all my cards are, are fully foiled and like max rarity mm. you know that's kind of been my brand within um the magic world you know people call me like the foil king so <laughs> i saw that cards, hashtag yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so all my cards are completely foiled out in there um like like i said max rarity and my decks are like you know i try to keep them top tier and super competitive and like that um by doing so, I've had to, you know, go make purchases on, like, all of these really um, high-end cards. And Magic Man, for the past probably 15 years, has been, the card value has been appreciating at the same level or faster than gold. Yeah, and yeah. And so, yeah, so I had no problem making these investments, knowing that no matter what, I'd be able to get my, at least get my money back. But the 
the prices just continue to climb and climb and climb. And, um, you know, some of the older, like, more expensive stuff that I've um, acquired has just continued to skyrocket over the past, like, just three years. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, majority of that stuff has doubled. Yeah. Um, and it was already expensive stuff. So, I mean... Uh, magic is just uh, is just kind of one of those untapped markets people don't really know about. But there's there's a lot of investment opportunity. Um, if you know if you're a player, it's it's a great thing to to be able to have a hobby that you can both invest in and, and truly enjoy. Mm. Um, and and that's something for me that that meant a lot. You know because I. You know, people try and, you know, the one, the number one thing when you're in the league is, you know, to be smart with your money and make smart purchases and don't waste your money. And so the fact that I was able to have like a hobby and something I really enjoy doing and know that like my money's going to something, you know, valuable was big for me. And I think, uh, I think a lot of different people feel that way. Like I know I have a personal friend of mine who used to, who worked for Wizards of the Coast for a long time. It's a company that makes magic. And, um, he purchased a house in Bellevue, Washington, uh, in a really top tier neighborhood with magic cards. <laughs> I believe it 100%. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> and he's bummed that he sold those cards because now the value of them is probably double. I mean, he had Black Lotuses, the card that just sold for a million on, on, on one day, and then the next day, another copy sold for half a million. <laughs> he had multiple copies of those. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he could have bought yeah. 10 houses with his, with his collection. <laughs> yeah. It's, Which it's, I just think is unreal, man. It's just bonkers to think like one piece of cardboard could pay for an entire home, but um, that's just the reality we're in right now. It's a beautiful thing. It, it, like, like myself, like I have like Jordan rookies and stuff like that, and you just laugh. Oh, yeah. Like you just you see the prices, and I think it was Ken Golden at Golden Auction said recently yeah. a lot of these things are commodities. There's a limited number, no matter what that number is, and some of them uh, when they go into collections, you have to cut someone's arm off for them to sell it which i think was kind of funny but somewhat true at the same time (laughs) yeah no doubt i I reposted that on my story because i was like dude this is the perfect way to (laughs) describe why these things are truly so valuable you know they're they're the total they're they're nothing like like everybody's comparing it to the stock market right because it has been it has been i mean the growth has been unreal it's been even more ridiculous than, than the stock market you know but um the thing is is that nobody cares about a stock like you you're, you're happy to you know get rid of a stock if you're going to make money yeah. there's nothing it doesn't it means nothing to you yeah but a michael jordan rookie card that you've had since you were you know 12 years old yeah I mean, bro, that, that means the world to you. You know, you probably thought about, like, handing that down to your kid, and you're sitting there thinking, like, do I keep holding on to this, or do I do, yeah. do I make the money off of it so I can spoil my kid for the next 10 years? You know what I mean? It's just uh, yeah, it, it's just a totally different – I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. It's a really cool world to be a part of and, and work in. Um, and I'm just, I mean, it's just the beginning, but I'm having a ball with it. Heck yeah. And that, that begs the obvious question with your collection. Do you have a single favorite card? If you would call it a favorite. Oh man. I, um, so, oh man, 
I, so I have a card, like my favorite card within uh, Magic the Gathering is a card called uh, Misty Rainforest. Okay. Um, and I've had several, I've had a, a one, a group of friends made me uh, a, basically a, 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 a blown up picture of the card. And then they framed, um, they framed the card really nicely for me. And um, I also had my fiance um, have a, a art piece uh, recreated with me and my son in the picture. And so there's a lot of uh, sentimental value um, and like just memories tied to that one card. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd have to say Misty Rainforest. It's a, it's an expensive card. I know that it's uh, actually I can look up the value really quick. Um, it's it's an expensive, nice card, but it's not like over the top expensive. Um, like, um, yeah, like it's like a three hundred dollar card. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not it's not like a Michael Jordan rookie card. Um, but I just love the art. It's it's beautiful, and it's uh, just kind of. I don't know, it looks like somewhere I would really, really love to be all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, speaking of, of cards, I, I, I read, I think it was, I think you tweeted or put on Instagram, your best friend found old Pokemon collection in the attic. And uh, I know when I see cards, you know, someone bring, I actually work at a card shop full time, one of my eight jobs. But anyhow, so when people bring in, <laughs> when people bring in cards, it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of your senses, you know, kind of perk up. What, what was it like going through those binders and seeing the cards he had man it, it, it's pretty unreal dude i mean he uh he had been telling me about this for years because he well, he's my best friend and he was doing um my off the field like endeavors and dealing with those those type of things and, and working with me for the last couple of years and so he's seen like the value in magic cards and like what i had going and he continued to just be like you know, um, like just, just to see it and be, and, and kind of, you know, be learning from it. And he's been talking about how he has a collection at the house and he swears he had a crazy like Pokemon collection. <laughs> he's got to look for it, blah, blah, blah. And I keep telling him like, bro, you need to go find this thing. Like it's could be worth money. And then basically what happened is, is that Logan Paul had his, um, I think it was the two hundred dollar, uh, two hundred thousand dollar box that he bought. Like at the time, it was two hundred thousand dollar the first yeah. edition box, and he broke it open, and it was like a big thing, or you know, kind of caught fire with the first with the first edition Charizard, and blah, blah, blah. So he finally was like, "All right, I'm about to just commit to it." He went over to his dad's house, and they found the collection, and it turns out that his dad had been buying more than he remembered and had a ton of this stuff <laughs> stored away and it was actually in ultra pro stuff wow. uh which was my spot is is my sponsor now and has been for some time and it was just it was just a crazy crazy type of thing but he, he ended up finding i mean uh, we'll, we'll see how how much it ends up being worth, but I mean, like at fifty k plus, <laughs> easy uh, uh, in, in Pokemon cards. And so, you know, he was just gonna like get rid of them, you know, quickly and just like make the money off of it. And you know, he knew, and I knew that we I wanted to do a store, and the time was right. And uh, I had built up a, a, a mass collection of um, of sealed product from my sponsorships. And 
uh, you know, we just decided to, to go at it together, combine our collections and create a, a card store, man. So that's awesome. That, that's where we're at now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're in, in the hobby of collecting cards on any level and people know it, everyone tells you they have a collection. You know, everyone tells yeah, you. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then when you <laughs> see one that actually pans out and is legit, you're like, wow, <laughs> someone's actually knows, you know, they actually had something. <laughs> no doubt, bro. Like everybody, everyone who I talk to about it, asks about it. They're like, bro, I swear, I've got, I got to ask my mom. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have a collection in the garage or somewhere at home. <laughs> yeah. Every single person who I talk to, and so it's like, oh, okay. And I've had a couple friends bring me collections, and there's some decent cards in there, but they're all always beat up. Like, yeah. very few people really took care of the cards, and so it's like, you know. It's not the gold mine that you might that you think it is, yeah. unless you really protected your card. So, to me, that's what's you know why that's so important because it's like if you're gonna spend money on these things, you might as well protect them because they could end up being like a fortune. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just crazy. Man, I know. Like you said, obviously, magic's near and dear to you. It's also on your skin, right? You have a magic tattoo. It's on your left hand, right? I do. I do. I I, I had people ask for years. Like, oh, do you have a magic tattoo? Do you have a magic tattoo? And, you know, well, my, I definitely think of my tattoos as, a, like, a, a representation of myself and, and what yeah. I love and believe in. And so, you know, I didn't want to commit a whole lot of space to to it. Uh, and I just I just found an idea. I put it on my left hand, man, and, and, and I love it. So I have a little bit of magic always with me. So kind of corny, but I love it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you, you mentioned you know artwork and things like that a little bit earlier, and social media. We've talked about that. Your your Twitter profile pic. Can you can you walk us through how how that came to be? That's that's a drawing of some sort. It looks like right. <laughs> so it's a that's Broly from Dragon Ball Z. Um, I'm a huge 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 anime fan bro like i love anime I, I honestly majority of the the television i watch is anime um i mean i don't remember the last time i watched anything other than anime unless it was like korean drama with my girl or like a sporting event yeah um so that that's my favorite character from dragon ball z he's just a freak he's he's like the, the legendary super saiyan and he's just like He's just a monster, bro. And so, like, uh, I just, I just always loved him. And I thought that that picture was just epic. And so, yeah, I mean, that's been my Twitter picture for as long as I can remember. Yeah, that's great. And you, you mentioned, you know, kind of the shop in the sense of like kind of putting collections together to open the shop. Can you walk us through what you know day to day or operations will be like at the shop once it opens? What, like, what's the vision as far as the the brick and mortar shop as it opens and moving forward? Yeah, so we're going to be doing a ton of live breaks, man. That, that'll be a, a big part of our, our focus um, is, to, is to be consistently staying on a, a, a schedule of live, live breaks. We'll be doing um, sports cards, both basketball and football, and we intend to um, splash some soccer into there because uh, we've had a lot of people um, suggest it and, and be looking for the, uh, the soccer market. That got um, huge recently. Honestly, soccer blew up out of 
nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw like sixteen hundred percent or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. And so I was like, okay, we'll we'll dabble it in and see if it's something that you know that um, you know our fans like and see what we can go with. And then we'll also be doing Pokemon consistently, and I'll be doing personally myself uh, Magic the Gathering on like Friday nights um, because right now uh, Friday night Magic isn't really a thing because everything's shut down and people can't like sit in front of each other like that. Um, yeah. I just want to be able to bring that Friday night Magic type of uh, feel to people while they're at home. So I'll be doing Friday night breaks. Um, during this off season, um, that'll be you know our one of our main focuses, and then we'll just be at the shop like just consistently um, grinding away, man. We we're cracking cards. We'll, we're going to get a ton of like a uh, Magic the Gathering product in there that we want to crack and sell uh, sell our singles. Uh, we have a partnership with TCG Player, and um, we sell our singles through TCG Player, and then. Um, yeah, man. I mean, we got we got you know we got to sort the cards. It's just fun, man. We're just dealing with cards all day long, Heck hanging yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, hanging out. You know, people coming in uh, to people coming into the shop and you know bringing collections or, or looking to collect or looking to learn about the hobby. And you know, I just get to hang out and educate people on that type of stuff and you know help people have fun and hopefully you know help people make money, which is a, which is another great thing. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I love uh, I love the day in and day out like grind of of uh, of the shop. And you know, as a as an athlete, I think it's uh, really cool to be able to have a, a, a routine outside of my workout schedule yeah. and like what I do for football and, and incorporate those skills I've built um, into being a business owner and a trading card shop owner. Heck yeah. And c- combining football in the shop, I know uh, there's a, a Chase Young collection of some kind that's going to be featured in the shop or in the shop vault. Can you walk us through what, what all that uh, will entail? Yeah, the the Chase Young collection is is ridiculous, man. I mean, it is um, it's 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 a sight to be seen, and we, it's <laughs> continuing to grow. Um, our guy Jeff, he has been um, he has been on it, man. He's got a thing, and uh, this is this you know he's got a, a focus, and he wants to continue to you know find these these Chase Young cards and. Uh, you know, see what he can what he can do with it. But it's it's a beautiful collection, man. He's got about like twelve. I think I think he has more than that. I say twelve because I know for sure there's twelve one of one Chase Young rookie nice. cards, um, and and then probably like another eighty uh, of of high rarity. Just a ton of stuff, man. That's and awesome. uh, it's continuing to build, and we're going to um, we're gonna you know get that to PSA, get that stuff. We'll get certain uh, one the ones that we pick to get rated and um you know help him help him sell this you know i mean i don't know when that's going to happen we're going to continue to help him build a collection um and work on that for him but we're, we're super excited to see what the end product is what the final collection is um before you know he decides to sell if and when he decides to sell and um yeah it's just it's just another uh no part of the shop you know we've got a, a pretty epic collection but we've got some other stuff coming in too um that's pretty uh it's pretty impressive man i you know we, we don't want to uh, tease too much but there's <laughs> we've got some great stuff going coming into the shop some pretty legendary stuff that's um awesome. one thing that i can mention is we have about 315 signed jerry rice rookie cards right now what and, 
Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so <laughs> we, we've got Stop some things it. in the work. We've got some things in the works, man. And I just wanted to give you a little taster of what we've got going. But you know, we want to uh, be one of the premier shops in, in LA and, and in the country. And you know, we are um, just working hard and, and, uh, and having fun with it, bro. You mentioned Jerry Rice. I actually got to check something off the bucket list not too long ago. I actually interviewed Rice for Beckett, and uh, we talked about his uh, the record at the time for a PSA 10 Rice 86 tops was like 38,000, and that was yeah. that was literally like three months ago. One sold Sunday for 125 grand. <laughs> just <Yeah>. absolute bananas. <laughs> Unreal, man. Unreal. Like it's just like. It's crazy, and yeah, I mean, it's cool for me. I went to school with uh with Jerry with Jerry Jr. and he's a good friend of mine. Nice, you know, and I and I played for the Niners and stuff, so that's close close to home for me. I, I enjoyed my time with the Niners, and, uh, so it, it, like when I when I got him, when I had him brought to me, I was just like, dude, this is this is unreal right now. Crazy. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. So it's a uh, you know that's definitely a pretty cool little thing that we uh, one of the uh, other collections that we have, um, and just uh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's trading cards, bro. There's, it's you're just uh, you just see cool stuff every day, man. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what else to say. No, it's absolutely true. And speaking of, I do want to talk a little football before we go here. But one more, one more uh, magic question. I saw and doing the research, and I heard. I remember heard, hearing about it back in the day. That once I looked it up, but you actually had cards stolen from from a car that you lent your girlfriend going to a concert way back in 2014 when you were at the Seahawks, right? Yeah, man. Well, well here's the thing. You you even mentioned in the interview that you were playing the Patriots that week. Now, uh, now, come on, right? Patriots, Belichick, what, right? Uh, that, that is, that is <laughs> weird, man. That is a weird. I didn't even ever draw that uh, that correlation before. That's pretty crazy. Patriots, man, man they were involved. They, they might have been. Man. That, that fan, that fan base, I think, hates me probably more than any other former Patriot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so let's switch gears real quick. You actually have 2014 Bowman Chrome, Top Strata, and Tops Turkey Red. You actually have a couple rookie cards from 2014. Do you, do you remember seeing those cards for the first time? Do you, do you happen to own no. any? Did you hold on to any? No, I don't have any, man. I really? Don't any. I, don't, I don't know how that happened. Like, I did. My, my, I'm not going to lie. My agent, my rookie year, was not the greatest. Man. And, uh, <laughs> I missed out on a lot of opportunities, and he definitely, like, didn't take care of me when it came to stuff like that. So, like, I did these card deals, and I didn't get any copies of my own card. I've, I've really – I mean, I've had people send me some cards, but I don't remember that they were necessarily rookie cards, man. I mean, I, I definitely would love to see, you know, what the trading cards – that I have out there look like. I know that I have a bunch of copies of my Army All-American uh, trading card. Yeah. Um, and some other other guys too, man. I got a pretty cool collection from the Army All-American game. But uh, yeah, man, I, I haven't seen those cards. I would love to. The though. one, um, just from memory, don't ask me why I know, but from memory, the Bowman, the Chrome, the Tops, and the Turkey Red, it's all very similar picture. You're kind of doing the LeBron, like... The, the oh, push yeah, down, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted that to be my celebration, but it yeah. was just like that's just Jack and LeBron, so I had to figure <laughs> out my own celebration. It took me some years, man. I don't think I really figured out my, you know, my uh, 
my like my own created and, and like individual sack celebration until I got to San Fran, man. I started doing the uh, tornado kick. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's it. It's the that's that's the the 2014 all the rookie card. It's kind of like a there's like four different ones, and it's a different motion or different shot from that same motion. <laughs> That's tight, though. Dude, I'm going to find some. I'll send them your way if you agree to send me one back autograph. Is that a deal? Oh, 100%. <laughs> that is an easy deal, bro. We could definitely get that done. I'll, I'll even put the, the, the self-addressed stamped envelope and everything, right? <laughs> perfect, perfect, bro. Perfect. I appreciate it, man. That'd be sick. <laughs> so that being said, last thing that I promise I'll let you go. I know I'm taking a lot of your time. The, the, no, it's all good. The, the big thing in, in sports now is kind of the new tradition is the jersey swap right everyone's swapping jersey after the game whether it be you know the nfl nba etc etc if you could go back in time swap jerseys with any football player over the course of history who would you want to swap jerseys with tom brady yeah tom brady (laughs) i wish i had him on the same team and i never asked him because i just respected the dude so much i never wanted to like bother him Hmm. But I regret it, man, because, uh, you know, just like seeing his work ethic and uh, his competitive edge and just like the skill and commitment to um, to the sport, man, it was it was uh, it was amazing to, to be able to watch like day in and day out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if I could go back to when I was with the Patriots, I would. I would bug the hell out of him just to get a jersey signed. And, I mean, I wouldn't even care if he, you know, took my jersey. Honestly, I would just want to, you know, have one of his. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. So as you could hear there, that was a, a pretty cool interview. Cash Cards Unlimited, uh, a childhood dream realized. So that was pretty cool. It was great to hear him talk about the day he found Magic the Gathering. Like he just literally walked into like a hobby shop, and there it was. We as collectors all have that moment where you're like this is it this i i love this shit this is what i want to you know be involved in so it's cool to hear his story about that he even said like the hobby feeds his soul like it's that deep for him like he gets out of practice away from a game you know can kind of decompress and he enjoys building these decks and doing all this fun stuff so cool cool stuff yeah two hundred thousand dollar collection that's awesome. We had a huge, we had him. a huge conversation and a different, like I said, a different interview about all the sports stuff they have going on at the shop. So we'll get to that. But a teaser. One thing they have at the shop that they got their hands on, and you'll you'll appreciate right. this. Right, let's go. You'll appreciate this. Three hundred autographed Jerry Rice rookie cards. Three hundred autographed Jerry Rice. They're at his shop. Yeah. <laughs> 86 tops, the iconic Jerry Rice rookie. They have 300. Because Cassius played with Jerry Rice Jr. in college. Then Cassius played for the Niners for a minute. Whole big story. We'll save that for another episode. We'll do another Cassius Marsh episode. Wow. So, yeah. There's that. (laughs) And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that my wife and I and her parents went to the recent Monday night football game between yeah. the Bears and Steelers. Big deal. Go ahead. And Cassius, my guy, got railroaded, which in turn, that penalty kind of cost my Bears. So they all went home happy. I, as a Bears fan, did not go home happy. Your wife is a Steelers fan. My wife and her family, like, die hard, yeah. hardcore, Western Pennsylvania Steelers did fans. Did you not talk on the whole way home? <laughs> Were you just, just <laughs> bummed out? 
That's what I picture nah, in my mind. No, nah, we're beyond that. I'm, okay. I probably slept. Her dad drove, so I probably slept on the ride. Well, you're home. a big Bears fan. Since. Yeah. I should say, I was going to say since fifth grade, but actually in fourth grade at Second Street Elementary, we kind of got word that our fifth grade teacher, Mr. Williams, wanted all the all of the students to become Bears fans. So legitimately, we did, and a number yeah. of us are still Bears fans to this day. That's pretty cool. I, that's awesome. I, um, I don't have my computer here in front of me because no. I was gonna Google this. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Three months ago, I was at our local Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. For lunch, I'm passing through. I'm like, I can grab some lunch before I head back to work. <laughs> And there was a couple of people sitting at the bar, and I went up to the bar to watch my sports and stuff. And there was a guy to the left of me who had, you know, like bent fingers. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was kind of, he was a little, he was a bigger guy, not a huge guy. He, was, he had a, what seemed to be a couple of drinks in him. <laughs> he had a pack of Marlboros. Whoa. Right? And he had some, what looked to be broken fingers. Or, you know. And uh, so we're there hanging out. And there's a bunch of guys there. And they, the other guys started talking to this guy. Long story short, he said I, he played for the Chicago Bears. What? And I said, and I'm just kind of eavesdropping this whole conversation. This is in Sealand's Grove. And, I, and, and uh, he said his name, and I Googled his name. Yeah. And it was real. And I looked at his Googled name with a picture, and I looked at him. And gauged it, you know, by 30-some years. I'm like, Plus oh, yeah, 30. yeah. <laughs> well, he said, yeah, that's me. I'm in the Super Bowl Shuffle music video. What was his name? Who the hell was it? I don't remember. Oh, I, that's my team. That's my squad. I know it's your squad, but I don't know if you would have known him. Jim Covert no. just got inducted in the Hall of Fame last no. year. He was the most recent player. Um, He's from Western PA. His, his, he, Went to pit, whatnot. He, he said he was, his number was 56 or 58. 58 was Wilbur Marshall, so it wasn't No, it wasn't him. him. So 53 or 56. Damn. But he was, he goes, I'm on the left side of the screen of the Super Bowl shuffle music video. Oh, my God. And it was. It was him. And uh, I don't know. I shared a beer, and that was it. And I don't yeah. know why he was in town. I don't know what he was doing there. But it was him. He had the ring on and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I would have appreciated a text. Well, I, and you could have been, I could, have, could have stalled and kept him there for 10 minutes. Till right. I got there. It wasn't Jeez. Walter Payton from the dead. You know, like that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was a, it was a pretty Dang. cool thing. Yeah. That's pretty spectacular. It was pretty spectacular. Especially being a Bears fan. Yep. Sure so, was. you know how we always do? We do our buy it nows. Cassius Marsh. A 2019 game used jersey from his time with the Cardinals is listed for 450 bucks right now on eBay. Wow. But now's a good time, I think, to talk about photo matching, provenance, and things like that with an item, especially when you're talking game used. Like the best of the best photo match. We go to mm-hmm. Getty Images and make sure that damn thing matches up, that it has the same stain, the same. You know, tear in the in the material, whatever it is. So make sure you're doing your due diligence if you're buying stuff like that, especially off eBay. Do your due diligence and make sure it really is game used. Buy from a reputable source, but you know, because who knows without without those things. So that buyer beware. But there is stuff like that out there. Cardboard. 
2014, uh, Cassius had rookie cards in Bowman products, Bowman, Bowman Chrome, Topps products like Strata and Turkey Red. They can all be had, you know, they're minimal to buck or two. Mm-hmm. In, our, in our one interview, we talked to him about that. And his agent at the time, like everyone's agent kind of, you know, f- feed these athletes, stuff like that, all these perks and all that. His agent never got him any cards, ever. He had none of his rookie cards. Really? So guess what I did? I went out, bought Cassius Marsh rookie cards, and sent them to him. So he has some. <laughs> no lie. I literally went out and bought him rookie cards and sent them to him. <laughs> so if he ever needs an agent, you know, uh, throw my name in the hat. Hang on one second. Oh, here we go. We got the answer on who this is. No, wait. No, we I'm, don't. I, it, <laughs> um, no, it might have been... Uh, Oh my gosh, I don't know, I don't know. Hang on, I'm I'm gonna find the we'll answer find, for we'll this guy. It. That might be it. That might be it. Gary Fen, is it, I don't Gary know. Fensick? Is it Gary Fensick? Gary no, Fen- maybe he's he's forty. He was a DB. I don't say he was forty-five. Maybe he was he was a DB. Well, no, no, uh, he was a linebacker. What, he did. I have the, I have the roster. He did not up. start. Like he wasn't hmm. Singletary, <laughs> like you know, but it wasn't Richard Dent or <clears throat> William Perry, right? No, no. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, it wasn't anything like that. But um, oh gosh, I did. I had his name googled and everything like that. Dang. Yeah, I'm the worst. Yeah, Who do we much. got for the next episode? What, episode ep- 20, 22. 22? Yeah. Hmm. Who do we have for episode 22? Mike Sherrard. Mike Sherrard. Former former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. He also played with the Niners and a few other teams, Giants. Yeah. He is a, well, we'll get to it. Mike Sherrard next up, episode 22, off center with Tony Reed. Peace out.